Fueled by his passion for entrepreneurship and human performance, this former competitive physique athlete turned serial entrepreneur, author, speaker, and leadership mentor, Dave Rule, launched Epic, an innovative leadership development company that helps busy entrepreneurs maximize their impact and freedom. Join me today as I interview Dave Rule. Welcome back to Pursuing Profit with Principles podcast. So excited to have you join us today. I have another amazing entrepreneur with me today who is truly making a difference in the world. And I'm so excited to uh, be able to bring him to you and to share his wisdom, his knowledge, and the resources that he can bring. So my guest today is Dave Rule. And Dave is a former competitive physique athlete turned Serial entrepreneur, I can totally relate to the serial entrepreneur part, <laughs> author, speaker, and leadership mentor. Fueled by his passion for entrepreneurship and human performance, he launched Epic, an innovative leadership development company that helps busy entrepreneurs maximize their impact and freedom. Welcome, Dave. So glad to have you here today. Good to be back or to talk to you again. I feel like we've talked to each other quite a bit lately, and it's always a pleasure. Yeah. Same here. Same here. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you here today because you have so much wisdom to share with our audience, with our listeners. And, you know, we we have listeners who are entrepreneurs at various stages of the entrepreneurship game, as it were. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so they're I know they can all learn from you. And so would you take a moment and first of all, just tell us a little bit about your journey, uh, you know, from athlete to serial entrepreneur. <laughs> that's that's quite a shift. Talk to us a little bit about your journey and what brought you here. That Thank you. Yeah, that was that was a great intro, uh, Regina. Um, yeah, so I, I started, so pretty much I started as a, as a fitness athlete in, in the early 2000s, totally obsessed with uh, bodybuilding and fitness. And ended up being uh, an amateur competitor in uh, in bodybuilding and fitness. And you know, I, I like any passionate young man, you always want to you know make a living out of your passion. And in 2007, um, I was I was getting interested into the, the world of online marketing or even like building a business online. And one one day I was competing. So one weekend I was competing at, at a bodybuilding show, and I was staying. So Pretty much like I got invited to stay at one of my, a guy that I knew from the local circuit because I was competing in his hometown. He's like, you know what? Like you, you can just come up and crash at my place. And that's what I did. <laughs> but I didn't know what he was doing for a living. We know of each other from the, you know, the, the local scene, but not, not, I didn't know what he was doing professionally. So um, when I ended up finding out, so he told me that he was making a six-figure income from his bodybuilding blog. And that was back in 2007. And he had been operating his, his blog for like the past more than 10 years already. I was like, okay, like, <laughs> you know, this is the kind of people you hear about in stories at the time right. in 2007. Like it's in internet years, you know, it's like, it's a long time ago. <laughs> um right. So I had to find out like how how what how he was doing that, and I so I, I I pretty much traded that obsession for bodybuilding to an obsession of building online businesses, and I have learned you know everything from you know direct response marketing, uh, blogging, uh, YouTube marketing. I mean everything that needed to be done at the time, and there was 
uh, very little competition in the space when we first started. So I launched I launched my first uh, my first business there in the nutrition space. So we were selling. We're still selling, actually, still selling uh, cookbooks in the field. So cookbooks for muscle building and also cookbooks for fat loss. <laughs> okay. And uh, that led me to actually start a, a publishing company. So we were a publishing agency. So we were pretty much taking um, coaches who had like audiences online, whether it was Facebook or YouTube, and we were monetizing their audience through direct response marketing and creating their whole online infrastructure. So that company did really, really well for uh, for many years. And I've, I had the opportunity. So meanwhile, I had another opportunity to invest in a supplements company, a natural supplements company called Bioptimizers. And uh, so, yeah, I invested uh, there. I was CEO for two years and ended up selling the company in 2016. Um, but at that time as well, I was also doing business coaching on the side. So teaching like people, passionate people to turn their, their, their passions for an online business. And uh, this is when I realized that, so when 2016, I started doing that a little bit more seriously. And I had uh, a cohort of, of students and I realized that they all had the same problem uh, that I went through when it comes to my organization, my productivity and staying, you know, staying sane in the process. <laughs> so uh, all the systems I had built for myself, you know, during my career and a lot of these uh, principles are, are based out of the, the you know, from the, the, the sports performance world are borrowed from the sports performance world, but applied to entrepreneurship. And, um, I started standardizing, you know, these these uh, systems in order to teach them. That's what I did. The tools like the Epic Planner were born, and Epic was born accordingly, uh, like you know, subsequently. And um, yeah, the company started like the tools getting started getting some some you know nice traction worldwide. Right. And uh, from there, you know, the the need of writing a book about the whole system and how it works, and my philosophy as well of of. Uh, of business uh, in a book called Done by Noon that was released last year. Uh, we just achieved the bestseller status, which is very, uh, yeah, it feels good. <laughs> yeah, always and, feels good. <laughs> and yeah, so this is what we're doing right now. And 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 right now we're at a phase at Epic where we're certifying uh, different coaches and uh, consultants on uh, our methodology, so they can take our methodology, apply, you know, plug in, plug it into what they're doing on the coaching side, and uh, we get. Actually, Epic um, certified coaches in, in on three continents right now, so it's it's very promising for the future. That's exciting. I love that. I mean, there's so many aspects of what you do that I love. Um, of course, my first exposure to you was the planner, was the Epic mm -hmm. planner, and it, it, I, you and I have had this conversation before. But from my perspective, for me, it's the best planner I've ever encountered. It it covers more areas for me that I want to keep track of in my life and in such a nice organized way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've always struggled to, to get a good planner for me. I have tried a bunch of them mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's always, you know, it's like, eh, okay, it worked for a little bit. No, nah, it's really not right. And the Epic planner has, has truly been the best one I've found so far. I love it. Well, first I of all, am, thank you. Appreciate you're welcome. <laughs> appreciate it a lot but you know i think i think we, we really built it for our entrepreneurs we didn't build it for everyday people it really is made for the brain of entrepreneurs and this is pretty much like the first of all like the concepts and the systems uh that that we have in in the planner or, or with the pretty much the planner is the extension of the effect methodology but um 
everything was taken from my world, my time in the, you know, the fitness world where some principles, when, especially when it comes to productivity, when it comes to sustainability, oh, sustainable performance, you know, they applied perfectly to the world of business, to the world of entrepreneurship. Yeah. But the thing is that entrepreneurs, we, we, we're very, we're weird. You know, we, <laughs> we think our, our, our brains work differently, you know, wired differently than, than, than most people. And, you know, what applies to some people just don't apply to us because we have tendencies that can be our greatest gifts, but also our greatest, uh, our greatest liability. Yeah. And, um, and so the, the system really is made for that, but also allowing the flexibility uh, to 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 evolve as an entrepreneur, I feel I feel like a lot of productivity. Um, well, it's many problems with many productivity approaches. Like either they're just a series of hacks and ended up not being sustainable. Right? It's like going right. to the gym and doing a little bit of everything and trying to cut corners and thinking we're going to make good progress. You know it and. You know, obviously, yeah. we don't make progress. Right. You're just too strict, it's too rigid. You know, I, I have one of my my friend who always says, like, it feels like most most productivity methodologies have been created by forty year old males with no with no family and no kids. You know, and that's the thing. You know, they, they, we I, I when we uh, when I started like pretty much taking all these systems and 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 building the whole uh, the whole methodology with with them, it, it took into account that entrepreneurship can take different shapes and different forms, you know, yeah. but we all want the same thing at the end it's, it, it, and it's freedom. Right. We do. And, and we want that freedom in so many different areas of our lives as well. Totally. Uh, freedom of our time, of our finances, of our relationships. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's and our, our creative freedom too. And, and our creative like freedom, absolutely. And if you're stuck in the organizational piece, <laughs> the creativity gets locked up, right? But and, and and it's true with the opposite too. When you're you're stuck in reactivity in your business, like you you stop creating, you stop doing what right. you should have been, you know, what you should be doing. You know, you stop right. using your genius in some ways, and and that that's why I think I think that's what's the most painful for most entrepreneurs. It's just losing that aspect of kind of becoming a robot in the process of just doing, doing a lot, but actually stop doing what they really wanted. So yes, free, financial freedom is one thing. It's great. But when a lot of entrepreneurs, and it happened to me, when you know we achieve financial freedom, but the business has just taken over pretty much or dictates how you run your days, this could become dangerous because this is when you know the, the brain... Our, our, our crazy brain muscles stop working. And this this is, I think, where entrepreneurs like feel like why they become burnout. You know, it goes beyond, I think, the, the physical burnout. I think it goes with the fact of not doing what we want to do and end up being affected by it. Yeah, we do. And, you know, one of the things that I teach all the time, and I'm sure that you probably do as well, is that difference between working on your business and working in your business and as we get so involved in our business and everything mm -hmm. that has to happen, and instead of being able to hire people to do that or to outsource it or whatever, and then, then we start suffering from that overload and and uh, lose our spark, yeah. lose our creativity, lose our desire. And we uh, drift, you know, we, we drift, drift from the, the initial intent. You know, we exactly. end up drifting from what we wanted in the first place. And it's just... It, Again, that's a dangerous thing, and it happens to 
every single entrepreneur, like every single entrepreneur you're going to talk to has experienced some kind of drift at one point or another in their career where they wake up and they're like, like, where am I and what am I doing? And I don't know where to go and I need help. Right. And yes, the, the problem with, you know, the, with humans is that we wait sometimes too long in order to take action on, you know, getting some, some kind of structure. Uh, but you know, when you do my main goal at Epic is that the changes you're going to make are sustainable. Like you're not going to be looking for another system or another ways of, of operating, you know, down the road, that's like a a system that can grow with you and that you, you know, you can have for a very long period of time. Excellent. I love that you have taken all of this and put it into this certification program as well. And there's a little bit more about that, what you're doing there and, and who that's for. Yeah. So uh, that, that, that was really motivated. So first of all, like, like a lot of my, I was coaching. Uh, so, uh, you know, from two, let's say 2000 and, and, and I still do a little bit of coaching. I have like very, uh, very, I would say private mentorship groups. And, um, but I don't, I don't popularize that. Or I don't, you know, brand myself as a coach or, or in, right. and I, I love calling myself a leadership mentor by just showing like what I know and what I do in my experience. Uh, but honestly, like coaching was never like my, my main calling, but there's a, like the world needs help. The, I feel the world needs better leaders mm-hmm. and in order, and I firmly believe that entrepreneurs have a high capacity or have the biggest odds to change things in the world, you know? And I, unfortunately, like, because I don't feel like we can rely on, you know, the bigger leaders, if you want nowadays, I feel like the leaders needs to be more local, need to be very specific Mm -hmm. and to enable on their small scale or on a smaller scale, people directly. And, um, you know, for me, I was like the, the main way to have impact, the main way to um, to help as many people as possible. It's not for me to actually coach; is to have like different you know coaches. So it could be people who have. Um, we have mostly, I would say, the biggest. We have a lot of people that are either like business coaches, so mm-hmm. teach a specific area of business. Uh, we have life coaches and and. A lot of business coaches are also life coaches. Like sure. <laughs> it comes with the problem. territory. It comes with the territory, and yeah. um, I have also actually uh, we have naturopathic doctors quite a bit as well. Like awesome. who see actually the, the, the interesting part is because they're dear to the philosophy when it comes to sustainability. It is not. It doesn't come from applying a band aid on something that's not going right. well. It's really finding the root cause and finding a permanent and sustainable solution that that will help us. So it actually resonates with them, and a lot of people who actually have uh, naturopathic, like you know, more uh, holistic practices, mm-hmm. uh, really resonate with them. So we have actually quite a bit of coaches that are certified coaches in that space. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it was based out of the people that were uh, using the methodology, and were asking like, okay, how can I implement that with my clients, and you know, before that, we tried to be not protective, but, you know, obviously it's the system that we were using with our own uh, coaches. And I decided to actually stop coaching. I retired from coaching as, as, a, as an activity. I always say as my main activity. I was like, you know, we're going to give the tools to the coaches and that's what we're doing right now. So we're cert- you get the certification, you, we teach you uh, the full methodology really in depth. So we go very deep with everything, all the concepts 
all, and we have actually all the coaches to actually go through the whole process. Like they would coach someone. Right. And, um, and from there, there's a, there's an assessment and we assess them. We don't take everybody to, we have a pretty strict, you know, enrollment process. And mm-hmm. uh, from there we help them, you know, grow their business. So uh, it's kind of a, it's a win-win because for us, the methodology gains, you know, a lot of traction globally. Uh, but second for them, it, it helps them, you know, one, create a better practice, better coaching, yeah. better results for their, their clients. Um, and, and also like some of them just can take what we have and, and teach it, you know, directly and, and, and make, you know, yeah, better, better money and better impact. So, uh, and better freedom in, in, you know, as a byproduct too. So. Right. And it's, and it's a great transition for you from doing that, that coaching one or one-on-one or group coaching you're limited in the number of people that you can impact. Always. But as you bring this out to more coaches to be able to put it into their business, mm-hmm. at, at first I love that it's a bolt-on, that it, you know, they can add it yeah. on to what they're already doing. But the number of people that get impacted by it expands exponentially. And that ripple effect is yeah. why we do what we do, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly, right. And that's why it's it's so rewarding because we can freely partner up with anyone. Yeah. And the, what I found, like, and uh, you probably see that in the coaching space, is that people like in the I feel like in the coaching space, people are very protective of you know their 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 leads or their audience. And I'm like, okay, that, that I I understand, but I come from a place, and especially in the fitness world, where we did a lot of collaboration like affiliate marketing for example was a big big part mm-hmm. of our success in the fitness world and it's not about creating competitions it's about finding ways to better collaborate so we can help you know uh we can right. grow together and that that's a strategy that worked really really well we always see like uh, i always call that the win-win-win scenario where you know obviously my me as an entrepreneur as a business owner i i win because my my my, my products or my services are being sold right Right. The the advertiser, so the partner, wins as well because obviously gets a, a big chunk of money, sometimes bi- a lot bigger than mine. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 the, but all that matters is that the customer gets something you know of quality and great, and that's that was that's always a critical part. You know, I feel there's a lot of of you know people who do just that for money, and for us, it's, that's why we're very specific on the type of people right. we work with. Is that we want to make sure that that win-win-win scenario is always respected. So it's interesting that you brought that term in because I have used that for years, and that has guided the win-win-win. The win-win-win. There you Absolutely. go. When I had my staffing firm, I had a staffing firm for about twelve and a half years, and and it was always the win-win-win. Same same scenario, you know. So it was us because we're not short-sighted, Regina. and it was the employee. Say that again. But because we're not short-sighted, like you know, longevity is one of the core values of what we we put out, and you know, you and I have been doing that a long time, and yeah, you know, we're we're still there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? and a lot of people, like especially I see that online with people building businesses online, they're very like you're going to see a lot of people teaching tactic, so mm-hmm. everything's tactical, but you know, tactic is tactic if it's yeah. not part of a greater scheme of of a greater you know, process of a greater yeah. structure, um, you're, you're, you're not going to have, you know, sustainability. You're not going to last for a long time. You're not going to have right. like what it takes to really have a business that can't stand the test of, of time and trends. And it's interesting how many folks who actually are, you know, have started a business at any rate, whatever level they're at, really have never heard of 
strategies versus tactics don't know what they no. are. Exactly. You know, it's just like, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> you know? It is. It could be confusing too, you know, but it's, all, it's when you really show the difference that, hey, okay, it makes sense now. And, and building, you know, nothing against tactics, but tactics are tactics. They're the how. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're the exactly. how. You need exactly. the tactics to do the implementation, yep. but they're not big picture. They're not you need, the you strategy. Need the, yeah. You need the, the, the what and also, so when you master the what and when you master the how, or I would say the hows, yeah. the why becomes very much, you know, very important. Oh, yeah. You know? That yeah. that's I think this is a lot of entrepreneurs go through that path where Things are very strategic, you know. They they imply, you know, they apply some tactics, but eventually they they, they drift away from the initial mm-hmm. why, and that that's that's why. Well, that's why <laughs> that's our why too is to put them back in the right exactly uh, the right direction. Because that that why is so important. I mean, you are gonna hit bumps in the road. There are gonna be days that you know you just like every day. I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know? Every. For whatever reason, but if your why is is big enough and excites you enough, it'll keep bringing you back to center, and clear I mean, enough. And clear you know, enough. It needs to be Absolutely. big. It needs to be like long term, and it, it needs yeah. to be it needs to be clear. You need to see it right. When right. in the methodology, the first point is called the big. It's the big. We call that the big picture. So it's establishing a very very clear image of what your future looks like. Like what's the right. end goal? Like what? Not even the goal. What's the end? like life and business yeah. looks like like what's right. the exact fo- photo photo that you can like take of your life when it's on top of the mountain right. and then the, the goal is to turn around look look back at you know the, the travel the path traveled and understanding what needs to be done now based on where you are right. and 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 building a plan you know to actually get started on the journey and the journey is fun when you do that. You know, I think yeah. I feel the further the mountain is, the, the, the more enjoyable the, 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 the journey is. You know? Right. That's a great way to look at it. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. That's great. Yeah. And, and in that same process, um, as you're looking at that down the, that, that journey or you're looking at that distant point, one of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs don't do is to build in an exit strategy. They don't know what's, you know, they don't know what mm-hmm. that vision looks like 10 yeah. years down the road, five years down the road, or depending upon your age, it could be 20 years yeah. or it could be two years, you know. And, you know, here in the States, I know that 95% of business owners who approach a broker about selling their business have nothing to sell because they didn't build it properly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's so the, the uh, I, like, I got to tell you, like I'm, I'm mentoring, still mentoring a very, very s- small amount of, of entrepreneurs. And the main, the main thing that we see is the lack of actually standardized process or yeah. standardized services. So I love actually working right. with, with agencies, for example, who, who lack, the the structured services like the productized right. services to sell that's going to make their business actually sellable but can right. also make it run without them there's a great book yeah. i don't know if you read called build to sell probably yes, read it i have it. <laughs> it's a fantastic book i mean if you own an agency a marketing agency whatever agency i, I think it's 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 a it's a business uh story as well so right. it, it reads really well but you will understand it. You will see, okay, here's what I'm not doing right. right. And here's how what I need to change. 
And here, yep. there's a lot of wisdom in this book that I absolutely love. And it shows actually the power of process, like right. how well fine, refined process can, can actually bring you the freedom that you want. So from an exit strategy, but also it could be from in your own productivity. I think, you know, right. once you start building processes in your life and you start optimizing them, meaning delegating, outsourcing, automating them, now the real freedom can start because right. not just you, you're not just trading your time for money, you're yeah. trading your time for growth. And by right. growth, I mean like business growth, but also personal growth, you know, exactly. because you're going to have the, the, the time, the space to do that. Yeah. So important. I'll have to go back. You've triggered that now for me. I'll have to go back and read that again. It's been a while. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I triggered the, the I triggered the entrepreneurial brain of of yours, and the door just opened. My Pendor problem is I go to my bookcase, which is full of business books, because I, you know, I'm just a magnet for books. And uh, it's like, okay, yeah, I want to read that one. Oh, but wait a minute, I need to reread that one. Oh, that one too. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I've walked away with a stack of books, and it's like, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> no, but I mean, in a good way. I love writing, <laughs> reading, but like so many books, like most of the books, I never read them cover to cover. I right. just go with what I need to learn, and I find yeah. the chapters, and then I That's look at another one, and I find the commonalities, and I go back. I, I That's love a great thing to do, actually, that way. It, yeah. yeah, it's a disconstructed, but for me, I'm like, mm, I need to see. <laughs> I love to see like reading different books, but right. reading kind of the same type of principles written in different right. ways, because that shows that, okay, I, I, I got some, you know, some crossovers there. There must be something, some timeless wisdom. Right. You know? And I can see you have quite a few books around your room there too. We have bookcases <laughs> throughout the house. Yeah. <laughs> Built like, to okay. Sell is, is one of the only ones that I have actually read cover to cover. Cover to cover. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, not that many. That's funny. Um, so let's see. What else do we want to share with our listeners that would be of value for them? Um, talk, talk to us a, a little bit um, about let's talk about done by noon for a moment. Let's talk about your book for a moment. Your your best selling book. Kudos to you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Feels good. Feels good to say. It's still weird to say that. But yes. And I love that that's a title that you can claim the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a thing, right? I mean, yeah. it happens. It's yours. And, yeah. You earned it. You you yeah. earned it. It's yours. Yeah. And we've built multiple <laughs> tools. You know, I've built different tools, best selling right. tools and cookbooks, but Never an actual author book. And that was right. my first author book. And uh, it's, yeah, it's an writing is not easy for me. So and, yeah. <laughs> it, it is a process. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's so, I still remember where I was standing in my house the day I uh, got the news that my uh, Bulletproofing Your Marriage book was a, an international bestseller. And I was just Boom. like, I, yeah, you just never get over that feeling. <laughs> okay, great. Absolutely. Yeah. So talk to us about Done by Noon. Yeah, so pretty much like done by noon is is the culmination of I would say more than a decade, you know, of being a, an entrepreneur who built systems around his life and business to, you know, not only more work more efficiently and be more productive, but also, you know, escape burnout or prevent burnout. You know, I think we've all been there at one point in our careers, and you know, I was blessed enough to, I would say I was blessed enough to burn out, but I was blessed enough to have you know, a strong background with systems and especially in sports performance that allowed me to take a lot of these, these systems and apply them directly to my life. And it made a huge, huge change 
for me initially and early on in my career um, because I could have dragged these mistakes for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized that you know I'm, I wasn't alone in there. When I started re-coaching entrepreneurs, I realized that every single entrepreneur makes the same type of mistakes. Yeah. But all the, like, all the entrepreneurs want the exact same thing when they start. And it's 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 freedom, but as I said, like this three for me, this three side or this three entrepreneurial freedoms that 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 we want. One, freedom of time. So you know, we want to do things when we want. Usually, we don't want to be the constraint of you know working on someone else's schedule. Uh, free, financial freedom, obviously, because we right. actually we want to make money, we want to make a living out of it. Um, and third one is creative freedom. We want actually to create what we want. We want to build something that you know is either aligned with our passion or uh, and or skills. And often it's 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 both. You know, we have a passion based on on a skill that that we own. Um, so. You know, based on that, I realized that we all want the same things, but eventually we all end up drifting. So we <laughs> end up becoming busy. So our workloads become un- unmanageable. Uh, unmanageable, sorry. Um, our we 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 forget to take care of ourselves. You know, self care becomes secondary when you become busy. Right. But also, I think the worst is that you operate from a reactive, you know, from a state of reactivity. Instead of being proactive in your business and knowing exactly where you're going, you just become not a victim, but you just react to what's coming. Because when business starts, a business starts growing, you have a lot more moving parts on the day to day and a lot of things that you don't anticipate. And the proper is that, like, (laughs) I have to laugh at that because it's so true. (laughs) It is, and and you know what? As much as you want to be proactive, the reality is that there's always going to be some reactive tasks. It's just how you address these reactive tasks that you know will dictate your long-term success and your longevity. So we we I we've divided you know the 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 entrepreneurial task into four, four types of tasks. So the rocks, which are project-related tasks. So obviously, mm-hmm. every single business needs to innovate and to create in order, you know, to uh, to evolve and to sur- not only survive but to uh, to evolve and grow. Uh, the routines, which are the repetitive tasks that are associated with the the proper functioning, so the operational well-being of your your business. So there's tasks that keep coming back. They are rec- they, you know they're, they're recurring. They keep coming back on your lap. Because you have to do them in your business, right? Whether it's right. like I don't know, a social media or like sometimes you know your marketing order fulfillment. I mean, whatever it could be, and and these two types of tasks are by far the most important tasks in our business. However, when we start operating from uh, uh, from you know state of reactivity, this is when you start drifting. And so the reactive task and the responsive task, which are the tasks that are associated with communication, because in modern day. We <laughs> we actually spend most of our time responding, you know, yes. to, uh, to 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 different, you know, to to people or to our inboxes or DMs right. or you name it, and we spend a lot of time there. The problem is that you know, as yes, you will have these tasks in your business, like they, they, it it you cannot just eliminate them; they're right. still going to be there. However, the main point is that they shouldn't allow you to or make you drift. From the initial vision, they should be in control. So first of all, you need to uh, prioritize the power moves, the rocks, the routines, right. the tasks that are really going to move the needle in your business, and you need to actually control 
um, control your, uh, what we call the drifters, so your uh, responsive and reactive tasks. So from there, uh, once you prioritize that, we show you how to plan them properly. Uh, for example, the rocks, the projects, we show you how to take a big project, a project and break it down into bite-sized pieces. So big rocks right. and small rocks based on, on the pickle jar theory, which is very a very similar structure to building a workout plan, you know, and that's something that periodization is one of the sports performance concept or programming concept that we took in order to, to build our methodology. Um, and same thing with routine building, you know, it's about repetition, but also optimizing mm -hmm. the repetition. So it can be actually, you know, it, it's sustainable uh, in time and you can perform for a long time. So uh, prioritizing that, planning that properly. Uh, and, and the last step is, is, is pr protection. So protecting the structure that you're building for yourself. So the right structure should bring, give you the space that you want, but you need to protect that. It's like when you're driving a road on, on the road, on the highway, you know, you have guardrails more than often on right. the side of the road. And if you end up drifting, if you fall asleep on the wheel, well, guess what? They're going to keep you on the road, you know? Right. So it's the same thing. Sometimes we're just asleep, you know, <laughs> in <laughs> while we, we operate our business because we're just sleepwalking through through business and, yeah. and, and it's never healthy. But the fact like the done by noon framework and that, that's the, so the done by noon framework is the time management framework that, that we have at, at FX or so in the FX methodology. And uh, we realize that it's it's actually very appealing uh, <laughs> when it comes. That's what people wanted the most. I was like, you know, done by noon was okay. That's a cash, and they were like, okay, how can I be done? Like, how right. can I be done by noon? Yeah. And the, re the the question I was always asking is like, why? Why do you want to be done by noon? And it was always the the answers in in some way, shape, or form are always coming back to the three freedoms. Right. Yeah. And it will always, always coming back to that. And it's the realization that I'm in business. I wanted that initially. I didn't get that because I drifted and now I want it back. Right. So it's like the four hour work week. I don't think an entrepreneur wants to work four hours in a week, you know, entrepreneurs. Right. And that's one of the truths we, we, uh, we established in the book is that entrepreneurs love to work. Yeah. But you work on, <laughs> want to work on the right things in the right way. And, right. and that, that's what based on our, our philosophy of, of working right, I would say it's not about working. It's a given that we need to work hard. It's a given that you actually need to work smart too. You know, you right. can't just you know hustle your way through success all the time. It needs to yeah. to have both. But the main thing in our main philosophy, it's it's working right, and yeah. and 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 being efficient uh, doing doing it. You know, Excellent. I love that. You know, you you mentioned drift, the word drift several times, and in your book you give some great examples of the cost of drift. Mm -hmm. Could you give us a quick example of that, of the what the cost of drift can be? Yeah. So imagine yourself on the road, right? So you're there and, and you're driving your, your car. So your car being your business and you're driving it. And, and little by little, you start, you know, drifting, of course. And all of a sudden you end up on this dirt road on the side of the road that leads to a dark forest. And next thing you know, you become totally lost in that forest. You just followed the path, but you didn't realize that you drifted off you know, right. the path that you set initially for yourself. Now, the drifting cost is that, as I said earlier, is that we usually start our business based on either a passion or a skill like that we have, a genius, a superpower, as we call it, that we have. Sometimes it's both combined, and that's a great scenario. 
Um, but it's based on something that has value, you know, to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we start a business because we're like, hey, I can monetize that. But eventually, you know, we start doing things that are not around, you know, our, our, what we call our power zone. So the things that we do well, there's a really like when you think about it, there's really two, three things that we do better than most people. The rest, well, you know, some can be okay, <laughs> but most are just average or even subpar. Exactly. But we rationalize like doing some tasks, like for example, I don't know, let's talk about bookkeeping, for example. Rarely an entrepreneur is going, I'm so great at bookkeeping that I need to do my bookkeeping, you know, but some entrepreneurs like solopreneurs or like a small business owner still insist on doing some bookkeeping or accounting because they're like, well, I'm saving money. Well, are you really saving money? You know, I don't know about you, but I'm not a great bookkeeper. You know, (laughs) I would consider myself subpar. Right, and me too. <laughs> so when we most of us are, but there's a, what we call a, a drifting coefficient attached to it, right. meaning that every single time you drift away from your your zone of power, the more it has one in an energetic cost. So obviously you have to spend more energy producing that task because it's not natural something you do naturally easy that comes naturally easy to you. But the second is to understand that it comes also at the financial cost associated to it. And it's exponentially big when it's in your subpar zone, right? So we use the example of accounting to show that re- like you're actually the opportunity cost of doing something that is outside of your genius zone consistently. It's not like it's not, it's not a great play. So we rationalize that by saying I saving money, but you're not because you're missing on a lot of money and or, or a lot of opportunities or a lot of time, actually. Right. So obviously, you, you need to look into your financial context, but it's to understand that, understand the types of tasks that are not serving the growth of our businesses and not serving our personal growth and looking to optimizing that so we can actually play in our jo- zone of genius, create within our, our power zone. So now we can start innovating. Now we can start growing the company and we can start keep doing. And same thing goes for routines, you know, the, the, the recurring tasks, operational tasks. Like it's okay to keep performing some operational tasks in your business. I'm not saying like you should delegate and automate everything. It's not the case. You should keep what you truly want to do, you know? And we use in the book different scenarios, but you look at, for example, um, a physiotherapist. Like it can have, like he can love, like physio can love doing certain things or fixing certain problems in people. That doesn't mean that they, sh- because they own a business that they should actually stop practicing. Right. A lot of people won't be still being owner operator of the business because that's what they love. And that's perfectly fine. But the problem is that the entrepreneurial culture will tell you no, because you could do so much more and more and more. And this is when like a person like that who has an owner operator mindset, like drifts from the initial vision where he wants to do what he wants, what he loves. And like, that's his own, own his own ambitions. You know, I feel like there's a rampant problem in the entrepreneurial world called ambition appropriation, where we look at Mm. someone doing something and we're like, I have to do this, or I must do this to be successful. I want this. And, you know, it's so flagrant now, even like you look go on Instagram and you see people displaying their absolute best on social media and you you feel like this is what you need to do to get there. You right. know what I mean? And it's just not true. Do you, you know, do what's right for you. Do 
you know, be aligned with your own mountain, be aligned straight on your own path. All right. That, yeah. that, that's mostly the message. You know, um, this morning I was um, working on um, pulling a piece out of your interview at the summit that you recently did on the health life mm -hmm. and business summit as you were a guest speaker there. And the, um, the comment that you made in that piece that we pulled out had to do with you define success for you. 100%. And that, and, 100%. and, and you have so to be very what clear. you're saying here. You have to be extremely clear on, on, on what's your own. It sounds cliche, but you know, you make your own success or your definition of success. But when you look at it and you can, you can think that you have everything figured out, but you look how much you've actually drifted from your initial vision. This, mm -hmm. so that's why like we, me and Dr. Cabral, Dr. Stephen Cabral, uh, we used to do these business detox retreats and we were bringing entrepreneurs who were totally misaligned, totally lost. Uh, you know, some of them burnt out. And we were doing the, like the big picture exercise with them. And we, I, so we were, we were giving them actually like a few hours to actually go somewhere quiet in the woods. And we were trying to do that in remote places so they can actually think. Right. And then it would come back to the group uh, after like a few hours and they would share their big picture. And we would ask them to compare it to their current state. Mm -hmm. And you would see grown successful business people in tears, realizing how far they've drifted and how far what they wanted was not their reality. Although they were right. like financially successful, um, but they were either burnt out or they were leading a life that they didn't want. You know, right. and it's not that they hated working or hated, yeah. you know, it, it was really understanding that this is, I need to change the way I operate. I need to change the mm -hmm. way I operate. And that's why like done by noon, really appeals to that, to that element of freedom. Like the right. done by noon framework is really show how to prioritize and you can actually be done by noon if that's what you want. And we show you how to prioritize and optimize all, all, all your, your, your tasks and, and your time and your energy. But, you know, honestly, it, it depends on your context, on how you want to operate. And, you, and, and honestly, we're all different. Yeah. We're all different. So you have, that was one of the things when I, I, I you know, I built a methodology that was for myself that was flexible enough because, you know, I understood that's what, what I wanted. You know, I didn't want it to work less. I wanted to work right, and, but I wanted to be flexible, understanding we all, all have seasons too. You know, there's some times where you're going to have to work on building where you're going to, you know, you're going to have to work more and that's fine. Right. That's normal. And there's yeah. sometimes some seasons where, you know, you're going to be less into the building and more into, I would say, the cruising uh, and that's fine. So right. it's understanding all that. Yeah, excellent. All right. We have come to the part of the show where I get to ask you my three questions. Mm. <laughs> and I'm excited to hear your answers Love as it. we take our listeners on a journey of how they can have a better business and more success in their life. So what is one leadership principle that has served you well in your life and business? It's, uh, it's hilarious that it's funny that you say that because this is one of the founding principles in the book and I didn't talk about it. And that's <laughs> self-leadership. So the I principle love that term. I first heard that from you and I really? love it. <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, first so, time it really resonated but, with me, I guess. But I, I heard uh, this, this is a term that I always use for myself. I, I like, and I figured out that, I found that like actually 
some people like use that term, but we, we made, I made my own definition of self-leadership, but the self-leadership for me is the ability to have, you know, self-discipline, self-awareness, but also self-respect mm-hmm. and understanding that, like that, the fact that your business will never going to be as, you know, is always going to be as big as you are, or it's going to be, it's going to lead, you, you could, you know, you cannot lead a great business if you're not a good self-leader first. You cannot lead other people. You cannot lead a team if you're not, you know, the best version that you can be. I'm not saying that you should That's be true. like always on top, but always be on that state of mind of understanding that I need to be what's do what's best for me before mm-hmm. leading others. Okay. If you're a, an individual, like if you're like, if you don't have a good self-discipline, if you don't know yourself, if you don't have self-respect, you think your kids, for example, are going to, you're going to raise strong kids. I don't yeah. think so. Well, no. it's the same thing in business, you yeah. know, you need to be at your best self. So self-leadership, hundred uh, percent, biggest lesson for me on, on, on leadership. Love that. And the second question is, and, and we know that you completely switched your career to, to go down this path. And because and you are passionate about what you're doing. How mm-hmm. has pursuing your purpose and passion in life impacted the success of your business? That's a great question. It has multiple layers to yes. an answer that I could give you. <laughs> um, because I, I feel like it depends on the context when you look at passion and when you look at power. So we talk mm-hmm. about power and about your power zone, the things that you do really well. And sometimes it's not necessarily, you know, your passion or, you know, for example, I'm, I love hockey. I'm passionate about hockey. Right. My powers or my skills don't allow me to make a business or to play professionally as a hockey player. You know, I'm right. decent for my beer league, but that's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, um, for me, like I look, I look at more as far as alignment. Mm-hmm. So understanding, as I said, like understanding clearly where I'm going, what I want out of my life and my business. And from there, you know, reverse engineering that, you know, for me, alignment is, 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 is very important. And the truth is I, what I found for, and we're all different, but what I find for myself, and that, I think that's the truth for most entrepreneurs that, you know, as I said earlier, for me, creating is super important. I need to create, like if I don't create, I, I lack uh, oxygen. Also realizing that, you know, cash is oxygen for a business. You need a financial freedom, right. but also time freedom. I know I have two young daughters and I want to have time to be with them. That was one of the main motivators for me that, you know, to go back on the path of very, very strict alignment. You know, it's when mm-hmm. my first one, my firstborn, uh, my first daughter was born. Um, I had to make some changes and I realized that, you know what, what do you want? You want more financial freedom? but with less time freedom or what's the right mix for you. And I realized that for me, the right mix was more time freedom while, you know, keep creating and having, you know, financial freedom. For me, it was not financial super wealth. That was my, my driver. So it was adjusting the mix of these freedoms. So it's very important to be aligned with that, understanding that. So that level of self-leadership, self-awareness, but also alignment based on, on what we really want. Totally agree. Totally agree with that. Third question. What is one strategy or profit strategy that you've used in your business to create more success, more financial success? We, we, we talked about it already. It's, it's, it's win, win, win. Yeah. 
it's the win-win-win strategy and you and i have that in common you know it's 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 uh, you know i've thought i've thought about you know i I think always uh, often that you know strategy and marketing and the best way to do it but one recurring theme in my career has been creating strong partnerships Mm. and strong uh relationships with people without always by realizing that you know it needs it needs to be a win-win-win you know there needs to be always something for everybody within that and when you do that i think most people as said uh, we talk about it but when you approach it from a very selfish you know from uh, from a selfish perspective where it needs to be more for you and you right. don't really care about the customers or don't really care about you know other people or partners and you want to do it all mm-hmm. yourself you don't see a lot of people doing that and 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 are very successful in the long term you know so exactly. you know for me that's why if, i love the affiliate you know aff- affiliate uh, you know, the certification, for example, right? Um, pivot that we not pivot, but approach now that we have to our business fits that for me. You know, I can I, and and I love it. I, I prefer running a business that way, and that's my that's my choice. I mean, perfect alignment, and I love it. I I, I love that. So, yeah, the win 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 strategy. It's a long term strategy. It is. You have to do the reps. You have to do the work, <laughs> yeah. but it's always worth it. <laughs> that's so true. And the relationships that are built along the way are priceless. It's invaluable. You know, it's, yeah. it's the kind of stuff that is highly over, underrated, I mm-hmm. think, in, in this space. And I think, you know, if you go from a place of service and a place of, you know, doing it smart, obviously, but, you know, a place where you don't expect things from people, you just there right. of service and understanding this, the win-win-win needs to happen. Right. And when when the stars are aligned, this is when magic happens. And yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and I I I totally agree with that word magic because I've been in those situations where that magic happens, and it's that that's a good word for it. <laughs> because it's effortless, you know, it, it just yes, flows exactly. And when when you reach that state, it's it's great, you know, it's very enjoyable. Yes. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom today and your knowledge. <laughs> uh, it, I'm, I'm sure there were great takeaways for many of our listeners. And speaking of takeaways, <laughs> I know that you have something that you would like to offer our listeners today. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We, for them? Yeah. If you want to grab a free copy of the book. You can definitely do it. So you can go donebynoon.com. It's uh, uh, not donebynoonbook.com. And uh, I've been trying to get the donebynoon.com domain. And it's it's been bought by a man in Montreal, I think. It won't since, let it go. Since, no, since 1993 or something like that. It doesn't want to like Hang so, on. Yeah. So donebynoonbook.com. We're actually offering some some free copies right now. You, you have to pay for Thank shipping, you. but we, we do extend a copy of the book and uh, hopefully you like it and you know you will want to uh find out a little bit more about what we do in our products but yeah you can you can get a copy of the or best best selling book best selling <laughs> book and yeah. we will have that information in the show notes folks so that you'll 100%. you'll be able to just click on a link and it'll take you right there there you uh, go. While you're there, take a look at the planner. And, and you, but it, you, you do have uh, we do have you do have a, a coupon code for your audience too, if you want. We do, yes, and we'll put so, that in the show notes as well. Yeah, so Rich you can get a ten, discount. you get ten percent off. Uh, yeah. 
in the the FX store. So because yeah. there you go, you're a trusted partner. You and I have known each other for quite some time, and this is how we do business. You know, this is how we do business. We win, win, win. Everybody right. wins. Yeah. So. We hope this has been a win for all of you listening today. It certainly has been a win for me to be able to sit here with Dave again and chat with him. We always have a good time when we get together. And uh, he's he's a delightful person to interview. And he just brings so much knowledge and wisdom to the table. And I, I encourage you strongly. Check out his, plan, his Done by Noon. Check out the planner. Uh, if you're a coach, you might want to take a look at his certification program and see if that's a good bolt-on for your business. So thanks again for joining us today, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Dave, thank you thank for being here. Thank you, Regina. Always a pleasure. Okay. Bye for now, folks. Thanks for listening today. As you can see, all entrepreneurs experience challenges in their business. Most of them have worked their way through them with the help of a trusted coach. So let me ask you, what's the biggest challenge in your business? Are you generating the profit that you desire? Do you know what systems you need in order to create more efficiency and profit in your business? Are you tired of working 60 plus hours a week and not seeing the returns? Are your relationships suffering because of the stress that you're experiencing? If any of this describes you, then schedule your 90-minute profit acceleration analysis with me today for only $97. This is a special price for my listeners only. The value of this call is easily over $2,000. We will find between $10,000 and $100,000 profit in your business and lay out a roadmap for you to be able to overcome all of these problems. So get your life and your profit back on track. Schedule your profit acceleration analysis today. There is no obligation and I'm not gonna do some hard sell with you. However, if you want my help to achieve the results from your blueprint, I'm happy to have that conversation with you about what that would look like. So schedule your call today. The link is below in the show notes. Join me next time as we learn about my guest who was born with a congenital heart condition, not expected to live past the age of 16, has survived two open heart surgeries, one that didn't go very well, leaving him feeling like he was standing at death's door and it had maybe been cracked open a little bit. All this led to a change of perspective and an opportunity to dig deep and find how he wanted to use the time he had left in his life to help other people live their life. Join me next time as I interview Tim Gaynor, life, premarital, and business coach.